This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. I want to welcome everyone that's tuned in. It's again Alana Uli for you, and my program is Body Matters. And today I'm just going to chat about giving. What is giving? And express, especially as Christians, you know, what is expected from us? I'm going to touch on giving in general and then also looking at tithes and offering. So, what is giving? If we just touch on that giving should flow from a gratitude of what God has done for us don't you find that in this world today there's just so many people holding on to their materialistic possessions and everybody is just um you know the world has become selfish and us as christians our light needs to shine and we need to be different because we don't depend on this world for our finances for our provision we actually depend on god and the world needs to see that there is something completely different about us but in reality sometimes it's difficult so Every day in our lives, we give things and it does not always have to be financially. It could be a word of advice, a word of encouragement, just an ear um, to listen to someone else. It could be giving our time. We could be serving at the church or in children's ministry or in a women's group. Um, you know, just serving other people, even cooking a meal for someone that might just had a baby or doing shopping for someone. So giving means a lot of things to different people. And, you know, sometimes we don't always have the financial means to give to other people. But that doesn't mean that we need to always give, as I said, financially. It's just being available, you know, Christians are able to give of their time, their energy, their possessions, our talents. You know, God has given us gifts and talents. And if we can serve others with our gifts and talents, how amazing would that be? So often, you know, our gifts are there to serve others. You know, the world often gives selfishly. But as Christians, we should give purposefully. You know, sometimes it's not about... um you know, the way we feel, sometimes it's a deliberate act to give, you know, when you don't always feel like giving. But we're going to touch on that a little bit more. You see, the most important thing we should look at is our hearts, you know, when we serve or give others. You know, that the Lord is interested in the attitude of our hearts. Do we expect something back when we give? You know, even although we, we, we give often, we need to look at why and how we give. It's not just about giving, and it's not about the amount that we give, but it's the heart attitude of giving. You know, I know I struggle with that, and I'll give you an example um, later on. You know, often we give, and we need to look at, at, at us, it as the why and the how we give. It is so good to give when it comes from a non-grudgingly, heart 
but out of a thankful heart. You know that biblical giving is a matter of the heart. If you are right with God, you would want to give freely, knowing that what you give is minimal compared to what Christ has given us. You know, our ultimate example of giving is God. And if we look at John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You see, our giving therefore should imitate his example of giving. You know, sinful as we are, we will never be able to do this perfectly. But nevertheless, we should always try. And let's just look at 1 Samuel sixteen seven that says, do not look at his appearance. And I know this is um, when um, Samuel had to go and anoint Jesse's sons. Um, and the Lord said to him, do not look at his appearance or at the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For God sees not as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. So what is giving? We know that God is the giver of all things. Therefore, all we have has been given to us by him. God has provided us with the means to be able to give to others, whether that be possessions, whether it's time, or whether it's our energy. And in Deuteronomy 8, 18, it says, But remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. You know that God has given each one of us talents, He's given us gifts, and with those talents and gifts, we are able to produce wealth. You know, God can open the right door at the right place, the right opportunity for us to produce wealth. But I'm going to touch on that a little bit later. Um, you know, and therefore, because God has given us that means, we can give freely and have faith and trust in God that he will provide for us. You see, as I said earlier on, we are not dependent on this world for provision but on God. You see, when we give, we should give not expecting anything in return. And that comes from Luke 14. And let's just touch on Corinthians 9, 7, that stage. Each one must do just as he has purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Giving with a cheerful heart is about the attitude that we have when we give. It's not about the amount, as I said. God is also testing our obedience when he requires us to give. You know that sometimes when God asks you to give something, he's just testing you. He wants to see, will you give? Where's your heart? The Bible says, there where your treasure is, there is where your heart is. You know, we get so caught up on material materialistic things and I just want to just share this example with you and I I was working one day with the lady and I remember having this jacket and I knew that this person loved this jacket and um, one day I remember God saying don't you want to just give her the jacket give it to her and I was like no God I'm not going to do that <laughs> And you know how we are selfish hearts. You know, we're all selfish at heart. By nature, we are selfish. And I was going, no, I, I don't know if I can do that. And you know what? That little voice came up over and over until eventually 
I said, okay, Lord, I will do it. And I did it. And it was such a blessing to that other person. And, you know, sometimes it's not about the giving. God wants to see your heart. If God tells you tomorrow, give everything away, will you give it away? You know, that is our heart. You know, are we obedient to him? Can he trust us with what he gives us to bless other people? So, yeah, sometimes it's a very, very hard thing to give. And I must be honest, sometimes even for myself to give, it's hard. I might give of my time, maybe even spending time on the radio is giving my time to bless someone else. It's giving my gifts. And sometimes it's difficult for me to give away materialistic things. And I have to sit and say, God, you need to give me a heart to give. Let me be a cheerful giver. Anyway, you see, when we we need to be a blessing for others, or you see, when the Lord blesses us with wealth, or whatever it is, maybe He blesses you with a whole lot of bananas. I'm, I'm just giving a very simple example. You know that it's not only meant to be for us that blessing, but for the people around us. We are strategically placed to serve others. And therefore, we should be humble stewards of what God has given us. We have a responsibility as a Christian to sow back into the church and the needs of others. You know, I've got a, a, a really a, a wealthy friend. Let me call her a wealthy friend. And whenever I speak to her and um, I say to her, you know what, how do you experience this? You know, being a Christian and being so, so blessed. And she said to me, Alana, it's not just being blessed, it's a responsibility. And I was like, at the beginning, I had to think about it. And she said, you know what, the more you have, the more you need to give when you serve God. You know, because it says, and I think I'm just quoting offhand where it says, can a rich man enter the kingdom of heaven? And it says it's harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven than a camel to go through the needle of an uh, um, through the eye of a needle, and that is very that is quite um, quite a significant statement to make. You see, it says that money is the 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 it's, it's the root of all evil, and that just struck me. The more money you have, the more wealth you have, the more you have, the bigger responsibility you have towards others if you are a Christian. And so we have responsibilities as Christians to sow back into the church, into other people's needs, because God has placed us there. He has blessed us to be a blessing unto others. So let's look at um, 2 Corinthians 9, 16 to 15. It talks about how one act of kindness results in many thanksgiving. You know, through our giving, those who receive will be thankful to God and see the benefit of His work in our lives. You see, we are givers. We as givers are thankful to God for the work He has enabled us to do and the way He has provided us with the means by which we are able to bless others, to do good to others. You know, giving needs to be Christ-centered. We should look to him as the ultimate giver. 
you know, if we are going to depend on our wealth and we're going to depend on our riches, when that's all taken away, who are we going to depend on? You know, he came to the earth. He took on human form. He died on the cross in order that we might live for eternity. You see, Christ gave his life for us. And in giving this, Christ did not expect anything in return. It was a gift. That was one of the biggest gifts that God has given us, his son, Jesus. So just think about that for a moment. Let me just summarize. Everything that you and I have is a gift from God. He gave us the ability to produce wealth. He has put us strategically wherever we are to be a blessing unto others. That what we have received was never meant to be for us alone, but for the people around us, for his kingdom. And I'm going to touch on that a little bit um, after this music break on tithes and offerings and why is that so important to tithe and God's heart behind all of this is not just for us to give, 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 but God has a plan behind the giving. So let's take a music break and then we'll come back on this topic. Welcome back to Radio Care Pulpit. If you've just tuned in, you've tuned in with Alana Willyfee. My program is called Body Matters. And today I'm chatting a little bit about giving. What is the purpose of giving, especially as Christians? What is our responsibility? We have a responsibility to give. And also with regards to tithes and offerings. I mean, there's so many people, um, even Christians that say, you know what, I'm not going to give to the church because I don't know what they do with the money, but you know what? There's so much more behind all of this. You see, God is interested in our finances, our businesses, and our means of income. And he wants us to prosper in every area of our lives. All God is requiring from us is to give a portion back to him what he has given to us in the first place. As I mentioned earlier on, everything that we have is from God. And all he wants is for us to give back to what he has already given to us. So we are instructed in, 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 in the Bible to give a portion of our income to the church or place of worship. And this is called tithes. Many will say, um, you know what? The Bible says 10% of what you earn. But you know what? According to the word of God, it says we should be cheerful givers, giving according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And I've read this earlier on in 2 Corinthians 9, 7, which says, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctant or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. Okay, so I mentioned that earlier on. I also believe that God wants to cultivate a heart of gratitude within each believer and a heart that is willing to give in obedience to his spirit because giving is part of God's character. As I mentioned earlier, God so gave his only begotten son for us. That was a big sacrifice He's the one that has given us the ability to create wealth. You see, when we give, we don't 
have a right. And and coming back to those of you who think, you know what, I'm not going to give to the church. What did they do with it? You know what, we don't have the right to dictate to others or the church how they should run their affairs or what they should do with the offering or the tithing that we give them. We should give out of obedience to God. If God says to you, I want you to give to someone, I want you to sow into the church, it's not your responsibility of of what the church does with it. What the church and others do with what you've given them, they will have to give an account before God. You know, sometimes, as I said earlier on, mentioned when I had to give something away and by nature, you know, we are all stingy. And, and that's the honest truth. By nature, we don't, we're not natural givers. And that is why it's only because of Christ and because of what he has done that we should be able to give. You know, someone once said to me, if you are stingy to give when you have little, imagine how much more stingier you would be when you have a lot or have much. You know, in Matthew 19, and I'm going to read this again to you, 24, it says, again, I tell you, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. And as I said earlier on, that is a a very harsh statement. But you know what? Your treasure is where your heart is. And if you want to hold on to materialistic things, all of us, we have that in our nature. And so I'm not, I'm not convicting any of you because I know, or con- I'm not convicting, condemning any of you because I myself know how hard it is to give at times. You know, we're selfish by nature. And, you know, God also wants us to cultivate a heart of giving, not because of anything else, because of his goodness. Okay, so let's look at our material possessions have no eternal value. In Luke 12, 33 to 34, it says, sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. Where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. You know that God wants to give us Give him, God wants us to give him the first fruits of all our income. And if I look at Proverbs 3 9, it says, Honor the Lord with all your wealth and with the first fruits of your crop. So, what does it mean to give God our first fruits? You know, firstly, we honor God for what he has given us. And secondly, this means that before we spend any of our money, we first give to God what is rightly or what rightly belongs to him. You know, God doesn't want to be an afterthought. When you get your income, your first priority is to give towards the kingdom of God. That is your first fruits before you spend the money on anything else. And there's a reason for this. Okay, so we honor God for what he has given us. And secondly, this means that before we spend our money on anything else, we give God what belongs to him. Then he promises to increase, protect, and bless the remainder of our income. Isn't that powerful? There is a promise that when we give God our first, 
then whatever is left, he will protect. It dishonors God when we first spend our income and then give him, as I said, the leftovers. Have you ever heard of the expression of having a hole in your pocket? Many times we hold on to our tithes and offerings. You know, some of us say because we think we are going to have more money to spend at the end of the month or, you know what, this month I'm not going to give to the church. I'm rather going to buy myself this and, and that. And before you know it, your car breaks down or something unexpectedly happens and suddenly the money that you held back and you didn't give to the church, you now have to pay for a car that's broken or something that has happened unexpectedly. And I'm going to read a scripture just to verify this later on. So many times we hold on to our tithes and offerings and because we think, you know what, we're not going to have or we're not going to make it. And this is typical example of the enemy that comes to steal from us. This is because we have violated the principle of giving our tithings first and therefore God cannot protect the remainder thereof. Isn't that powerful? You see, God also wants to give us increase and provision over our means of income. You see, in Malachi 3, 9 to 12, it says, You are cursed with a curse for robbing me, even the whole nation. It says, Bring all the tithes into the storeroom, that they may be food in my house. And it says, Try me now on this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And this is the scripture. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. What is the devourer? The devourer is the devil. And the devil comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And it says, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit in the field, says the Lord of hosts, and all the nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord. You see, tithing is not just about giving, but more importantly, it's about the spiritual promise of protection and blessings connected to giving. You see, when we, are, when we are obedient in tithing, the Lord promises to protect our business, our crops, and He Himself will devour the devourer on our behalf, meaning that He will fight f- to protect our finances, our businesses, our means of income, so that we may be blessed. Okay, so here the principle of reaping and sowing comes. Okay, so let me recap on all of this in a nutshell. God is saying, try me on this. Bring your money, tithe, give it to the church, give it to the kingdom of God, whatever God has asked you to do. Then he says, I will bless you and you will not have enough room to receive it. And I will devour. When the enemy wants to come and steal from your money, rob your house or take from your children or whatever it is, I, the Lord, promise to protect you. I'll protect your business. I'll protect your means of income and I'll bless you. 
So let's look at the principle of reaping and sowing. In Corinthians 9, 6, it says, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. You see, God wants to invest in our business. You know that God is a businessman. Just as God is an artist, a doctor, he's a businessman. And he wants to invest in your business and in my business. You see, when we pay our tithings and our tithes and offerings by giving it to the church or, or sowing it into his kingdom, we are investing in God's kingdom. It's his business. The kingdom of God is his business. So when we invest in his business, he will invest in return, will invest in our business. Why? Because, because he gets a good return on it. Because he can trust us with his finances. You see, you're not going to invest in a business where there's no return on it. And God is exactly the same. If he invests in you, when he blesses you financially or or whatever, in whichever way it will be, and you are diligent in taking not everything, just a, a portion of what he has given you, and you sow it back into God's kingdom, he's getting a return on his investment. And why would he not bless you more so that you could give more? And that is the principle of reaping and sowing. Well, the more we take care of his people, the more he will take care of us. And in Malachi 3, he says that he will open up the floodgates of heaven and we will receive so much that we will not be able to contain it. Why would God want to bless you when you are not a blessing to his kingdom? See, the more we give, the more we will receive and the more God will be able to trust you. And this, as I said, is the principle of reaping and sowing. Does it make sense that it's not just about giving your money to the church? You know, the church will stand before God or whoever you're blessing. You can't give the money to someone who needs money and then tell them, listen, you must now buy this and this and this with the money. That's not your responsibility. But before God, we, when God says give, it's out of obedience that we give when we sow into his kingdom. And there is a reward for us. Sometimes it's not the way um, we always perceive it because God says, my ways are not your ways, says the Lord, because my ways are higher than your ways. So sometimes we think when we sow finances, we're going to get finances. But sometimes it's not even finances. It's something like protection, protecting God, protecting your business. God giving you wisdom to um, a solution or a new business plan. Sometimes it's God connecting you with the right people at the right time to open doors for you. You know, and it's God says, if you're faithful with little, he will give you more. And that is God's heart is to give us more. He wants us to prosper in every area of our lives. You know, it's not about um, prosperity, teaching prosperity. 
That's about a principle. You know that some of these principles, even if you are not a Christian, if you are sowing into other people's lives, you will always have money. It's the same as meditation. When you, when God says, you know, take your thoughts captive, bring it under the obedience of Christ. Even the Buddhists use those techniques. It's a it's a it's a it's a godly technique that works even even they don't worship God, but they they say they come to a state of um bliss or whatever they're using a godly principle and it's a principle that is a godly principle but can be used even by non believers and it will work but how much more not for us? As God's children, how much does he not want to bless us? And God is wants us to prosper, as I said, in every area. So let's take a short break. And then we're going to end off with being good stewards of what God has given us. Just want to welcome you back to Radio K Pulpit. We're here with Alana Willifier. I'm talking about giving and, you know, us as Christians, how should we give? What is our heart's attitude when we give? What does God look at? He looks at the attitude of our hearts when we give. And also touching on tithes um, and offering, you know, sowing into the kingdom of God and what are the benefits thereof. And just to recap, God says when we give him our first fruits, he will look after the rest of our income and also that God says test me on this and you will open up the floodgates of heaven you see God wants to invest in us and the more he invests in us the more we can invest in the kingdom of God so that is the reaping and the sowing principle but you know what God also wants us to be good stewards of our finances and our belongings you know, in Proverbs thirteen twenty two, it says, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. Sure, isn't that powerful? Even a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. And in Psalm 112, verse 5, it says, it is well with a man who deals generously and lends and who conducts his affairs with justice. You know, God wants us to look after what we have. He wants us to be good stewards, whether it's the smallest thing to the greatest thing. And he wants us to look after our things that he's given us and blessed us with. And we must remember that nothing on this earth is permanent. You know, we can't store up any treasures on this earth and all place our security in anything that this world has to offer. We can only hold on to God. He's the only security that we have. You know that everything, even the breath that we breathe, belongs to God. Everything, we came into this world with nothing we will leave with nothing and we cannot put our security in what we have. You know how many people, their wealth, their car, their materialistic belongings has become their idol. But you know what? What if God came and took all of that away? Where would your security lie? And that is why it's so important that we become dependent on God 
for everything that we do and that we cultivate an attitude of gratitude for the things that we have. Because these things are all but for a moment. But God is for eternal. It says in Matthew twenty four thirty five, it says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass. And just to end off with this last saying, it says in Acts twenty two thirty five, it says, It is more blessed to give than to receive. So I just want to pray for you. I want to end off with that. It's more blessed to give than to receive. And I know sometimes it's so hard. It's difficult to give. Even myself, I struggle. And then I have to say, Lord, please help me. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. Um, So I want to pray for you today. Father God, I just thank you that you're the giver of all things, the giver of life. Father, that you are in control of each and every one of our lives. Lord, I pray for every listener out there. I pray that these words have encouraged them, Lord. You know, sometimes we don't trust you enough to give. Sometimes we want to hold on to our last cent. We don't want to give to anybody because we don't know, Father, if we're going to have tomorrow or not. And it, I often think of the Egyptians, Father, oh, not the Egyptians, the Israelites, when they fled Egypt and they were in the wilderness, that you gave them manna, manna to eat, only for that day. You never gave them more. You never gave them less. And you said in your word, do not worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow has its own worries. It's about today, Father. And I know, Father, help us to depend on you daily. Give us today our daily bread. Provide for us each day, Father. The fact that we've got breath in us, the fact that we are alive, is a gift from you, Daddy, just a gift. Thank you for what we have. Help us to be generous, cheerful givers, Father, that we will know that what we have will merely pass, that it has no eternal value. Help us to be generous in everything that we do. God, to give, to love, and to have a good attitude when we do that, Lord. And in our own sinful nature, we don't have the ability, Lord. Only by your Holy Spirit, we are able to do that. Help us to be obedient to your word. Help us to give when you ask us to give, not grudgingly, so that we may receive your blessings, so that you may invest in us, Father God, that you may protect our our income. Thank you, Lord, that you're a good God. Help each and every one of us. Help the listeners, Lord. Cultivate in us a heart that gives. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope that this word has blessed you and has just encouraged you again to just look again at yourself. Look at your heart. What does my heart look like when I need to give? And sometimes it's so difficult, but I think the more we give and the more we see the reward in giving, God will just 
work, that good work in us. And it's only through him that we are able to do good because none of us are good in our own nature. So I hope this blessed you and I'm looking forward to chatting to you again next Saturday at the same time from me, Alana Ulifu. Goodbye and have a blessed week. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.